I'm making this episode dedicated to introducing the instrument. At the office, there's a photo of me with the mandolin, and I have people refer to it as a guitar, or a banjo, or ask me if it's a kind of an 8-string ukulele. So I thought I'd spend a little time describing the mandolin. You can Google pictures, but given that this is an audio podcast, I'll provide an auditory description. Since most people are familiar with what a guitar looks like and sounds like, I'll use it as a comparison. Like the guitar, it has a pegboard, a neck, a fingerboard, a sound case, and strings. Both are descended from the lute, and the strings are plucked. That's where the similarities end. The length of the mandolin is roughly two-thirds that of a standard acoustic guitar. The sound case is a lot smaller than the guitar, at about a third to a quarter of the size. It's teardrop-shaped, rather than shaped like the guitar's figure eight. Traditional mandolins are bowl backs, meaning that they are shaped like a hemisphere, with the flat side facing the listener. The ones I use are flat-backed, which is the more modern construction style. The tuning is different. The mandolin's eight strings are tuned in pairs, called courses. Matching strings are just a few millimeters apart and are typically played together. The four courses are tuned like a violin, G, D, A, E. Compare that to the guitar's standard tuning, E, A, D, G, B, E. Where the guitar strings can be plucked or strummed with the fingers, or with a pick, the mandolin strings are plucked with a pick, also known as a plectrum. The mandolin is at a higher range than the guitar, hence the smaller size since it doesn't need to hit those booming bass notes. The lowest note on the mandolin, the G, is fairly high up on the guitar's range. Compare that to the guitar's low G note and lowest E note. The mandolin's high note can vary according to construction. This one's high C is a full octave higher than the guitar's high C. I don't usually play up there. I've heard it referred to as the dusty end of the fingerboard, and that's an accurate depiction. The smaller neck means that you need to cram your fingers in together at times, and don't have to reach as far to make the chords. The tone is quite different. The notes are bright and short-lived, with a fast attack and decay due to the shortness and tension of the strings. Listeners may not at first be aware of what instrument they're hearing, but once heard, they can't unhear its unique tone. In more traditional styles, the shortness of the notes is compensated for by playing tremolo to fill in the spaces. But I don't use that much in my playing. There it is in a nutshell. I hope you liked this episode. I had fun making it. Until next time.